Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back on Rutherford Issues, our friends from the Child Advocacy Center are joining us today. Katie Enzer always brings her friends along, so brought in the cast of thousands today. As many as I could, Brian. Thank you so much for having us. As always, um, glad to uh, talk about all the great things uh, that go on with the CAC here in town, the Child Advocacy Center. So uh, who did you bring along with you today? Today I brought my co-worker, Anae Castillo, and her intern, Miss Evelyn, and they're going to let us know a little bit more about how the CAC works here for Murfreesboro um, kids and their families, and we're just so glad to have them. So, um, Ani, you kind of work as the bilingual services coordinator. Did I get that right? Yeah, correct. So I work um, with Spanish-speaking families and children. Um, I am a backup forensic interviewer, so I'm able to speak with the children and interview them if Spanish is their primary language, sometimes only language. Um, I also do some family advocacy, so educate the parents on the investigation, on everybody's role within the investigation. Um, also have worked with the Drug Endangered Children's Program, um, and that's going into the home and providing free in-home services to families and children that have been affected by substance abuse in any way. Um, so I do a little bit of a little bit of everything. Um, well, I was just thinking you probably know where the um, you know this broom is and uh, you know all the cleaning <laughs> supplies too, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm happy to help in any way I can. Jack of all trades there. So well, that's that's great. And uh, we're going to talk about the the various services. But I did want to uh, make mention because Katie, you talked about. Uh, you have an intern program and you've had interns come in frequently haven't you yes they come in pretty uh pretty i guess full force (laughs) um, throughout the semester when mtsu is up and running Um, and it's an incredible program um, that we have with the child advocacy center and so many of our staff members um, are able to utilize mtsu students um, and other colleges i believe in the area too right anna so if anybody is needing an internship it doesn't have to be mtsu we do have a partnership with the MTSU social work program specifically and also are very involved with the child development and family studies program within MTSU but we have had in the past before also psychology students criminal justice students so students um, if they are interested in having an internship with us or even volunteering they can reach out to us directly um, and we'd be happy to have them and Evelyn's a part of that. Right. right. She is with the social work program at MTSU. So um, this is her second semester with me. Um, so it's been very lovely to have her. Well, that's awesome. I, I won't really put you on the spot that much, <laughs> but uh, it is good to have you here. Thanks for coming by and, and being with us to see what all of this is about. We, we've kind of joked and uh, probably made Evelyn a, a nervous wreck here, but <laughs> that's all part of it, right? Right, <laughs> right. And it is, Brian. I mean, truly, an internship gets you so many different aspects of what real job life is like. Um, and it's not 
for our particular internships, what we hear most back from our feedback from our students is that it was a very real experience. They got to do um, real um, family advocacy. They got to go into homes. Um, they got to work with law enforcement. Um, and then they get to come on the radio and do fundraising <laughs> events. And, you know, and, and maybe in that field, radio isn't something, you know, broadcasting isn't something that they get to do often, but it's certainly something that they get to be a part of. And that's what I love about it, too, is uh, since I don't actually work with a lot of the families, it's really awesome to have them come and join me to let the community know, mm-hmm. you know, what all we got going on. Well, I mean, it's it's another tool in the tool belt when you get into the real world and yeah. have your first job. You, you never know what you know, dealing with the media <laughs> may be part of your job. You, mm-hmm. just, you can never tell. So yeah. that's awesome. So um, you you rattled off a lot of things that uh, <laughs> I don't know that a lot of people understand. They, they may have, you know... Um, preconceived notion of what the CAC is and right. and, and, and what you do, but it mm-hmm. sounds like there are various programs, not just dealing with, um, you know, abuse situations and things like that. Right. So um, here at the CAC, our main goal and priority is just to keep children and families safe. So um, we do work with DCS and law enforcement. Uh, we do provide the forensic interviews within the investigation. And many families come with the preconceived notion because they've had um, contact with DCS before that we ourselves are DCS as well, um, in which that's where the family advocacy uh, part of it comes in and kind of breaks down to the family what DCS is, as well as what their role is with the investigation, but as well as ours too. So with um, my families that only speak Spanish, Oftentimes they are undocumented, so they have that fear of DCS and law enforcement, and they just don't really understand most of the time before they come through our doors what's exactly happening. So that's where my role is important to um, educate them on what we're trying to do is make sure that your child is safe and whatever has happened um, that we bring justice to their child. Isn't that probably one of the the leading causes of of maybe in the hispanic community um abuse reports being under Mm -hmm. under reported just because of fear of a government agency very much so so you know with law enforcement there's there's that fear of them being undocumented And, and also too they sometimes come in and ask like how much is this appointment going to be and i'm like we're here to help you we're not going to charge you for any type of service that we do um so families have that fear um, and, and two, they're very, uh, because they've came from a different country, they oftentimes don't really haven't heard of therapy. So I have to educate them and that too, and the importance of it, and also find that resource for them. Because unfortunately here in Rutherford County, there aren't that many therapy resources for Spanish speaking families. Um, a lot of them is in the Nashville area, which a lot of my families too, kind of have that barrier of not being able to have that transport. Um, so we just have to kind of brainstorm and help them find that resource that they need. So it's it's very much individualized to right. the person, the family situation, you know, what's going on and, very and much so. all kinds of things, transportation and all. And all. Right. Um, so we've had families that we work with for a week. Sometimes we've worked with them for a month and also have families that I've worked with for three years. So it's very much individualized to them and what they need. And sometimes, you know, we work with them and their case is closed and they may call me back a year later or a month later, like, hey, something came up. I need your help. So with DCS and law enforcement, their case may close. But with us, their case doesn't ever close. We're always here to help. 
Uh, we were talking with our friends from the Child Advocacy Center, the CAC, uh, Bilingual Family Services Coordinator, and... Um, Sweeper, uh, Anna E. <laughs> Castillo joining us. A and, little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Katie Enzer, who does, she knows where the brooms are too. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, what I think, just in, in my conversations with various different folks, it starts with Sharon and right on down. I mean, you're, you're very much a, a, a close, tight knit family and you're just, <laughs> you're there to do the best for families here that, that really are in tough situations. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we, we work um, as a team and if there's something that I'm needing, uh, I, I trust to go to a supervisor or a coworker. Um, and we always help each other out with whatever we're needed. So, um, at the CAC, you know, we are all very close. Yeah. You, you mentioned a, a word in there that may strike fear when, when people are, are, you know, talking about this, the, the word forensic interview, you know, mm-hmm. that, that sounds really scary. Yeah. And do you have to help break down the barriers in that? Yeah, sometimes? I do. So sometimes um, with parents, the, the forensic word, they're like, well, is this an interrogation? Is there yeah. like a two-way mirror? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so we're always more than happy to um, actually show parents where their child is going to be speaking to the interviewer, point the camera out. Um, but with a forensic interview, it's a child-led uh, child-friendly, uh, but also legally sound interview where uh, we can talk to these children and ask them questions that maybe their parents can't ask them or aren't comfortable with asking them, and maybe to even law enforcement and DCS. So the last thing we want to do with a child is bring them to somewhere where they're scared and intimidated, and that's why we exist as a CAC, because we are a child-based center. So we have stuffed animals and um, child-friendly environment. Um, but with the forensic interview, uh, the goal of it is to make that child feel safe enough to disclose something terrible that has happened mm-hmm. to them and oftentimes too we're the f- first people that they tell all the details to um so we have amazing trained forensic interviewers elizabeth benton and amanda pruitt myself i'm a backup interviewer and then also amanda hammond our cannon county services coordinator she also is trained to be a forensic interviewer so um uh, another thing that kind of popped into my mind that maybe folks out there need to know what what is the what is the first thing that happens in a, a situation like this? Who meets who, and then how does it funnel to you? And you mentioned DCS in there, so kind of mm-hmm. give us an idea of how that uh, whole process would start. Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, there has to be a report. Either a report is made to specifically the Department of Children's Services or law enforcement is called. Either way, uh, more often than not, it's gonna go through the Department of Children's Services. So they respond to uh, this initial call. So you make a a child abuse report, they call it in and they send it into the appropriate jurisdiction. And then those investigators have to respond and meet with the family and um, talk with the children. So um, they'll meet with the family and let them know what's going on. And then they will schedule a forensic interview. Then the family comes to our center. Uh, We speak with them and educate them on the investigative process. The child will have their interview. DCS and law enforcement will speak to the family after the interview more often than not. 
And then sometimes we do have to refer children to the Our Kids um, Medical Center in Nashville to get a medical exam done if it's needed. Um, and then after that, it, it really just depends case by case. But generally, we will um, present it to our ADA, our assistant district attorney. And then we all collectively as a team with DCS, law enforcement, ourselves, um, the guidance center, juvenile justice. Uh, there's a lot of people involved within yeah. these mm-hmm. meetings. We all collectively as, as a team decide how to move forward. Well, it. It sounds like that there are some barriers there, and so I know in terms of the Hispanic community and communicating and all, what a great resource for us to have here, (laughs) you know, here in our community. Well, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Well, that's awesome. Uh, As we wrap up, I know that, uh, Katie, we've got uh, just... I mean, it's January 2022. I was I keep writing down 2020 on things. So still uh, writing down 2020. I'm right there with you, Brian. I don't know the year, but uh, anyway, but it, it just around the corner. Warmer weather. Hometown heroes coming up. Yes, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and uh, we like to celebrate that and also uh, raise awareness on social media, of course, in radio, um, and just uh, to get together during that month to make sure that you. Uh, you know kind of what's going on in your community, your local CACs, uh, and what the work that they do. Um, but to end the month, we actually on the 29th are having our Hometown Heroes Walk for Children. And we're just so excited again this year to be able to host that. Um, it usually starts up here at the Civic Plaza where we get together and, and uh, look at cool vendors, lots of sponsors, and then um, have a little fun. There's some music as well. And then we actually walk towards the Child Advocacy Center. Um, it's just a short walk, but I hear it's it's pretty challenging. <laughs> um, and then we end the day usually with some food and some fellowship and some more music uh, provided to us by law enforcement. They like to get together and have a good time too. Um, so it's a great event, not only to raise awareness for child abuse, um, but also to you know be a great fundraiser for Murfreesboro. It's, since it's right here centrally located, we're starting to look for sponsorships and we just want you to mark your calendars for April the 29th. Sounds great. I appreciate you all being here today. Thank you, Brian. We're so glad. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Our friends from the Child Advocacy Center joining us today, along with uh, Katie Enzer and Ani Castillo and uh, Evelyn, the intern. That's going to stick, isn't it? All right. Thanks so much for being here with us. And if you missed any part of the program, be sure to check under podcast and Rutherford Issues on WGNSRadio.com or wherever you listen to audio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Yep, you can catch us there as well. Just search for WGNS.